Blog Talk Radio. July 30th. I'm your host, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve their destiny. We have another very special show for you this evening, and once again, I am pleased to have co-hosting with me, Ms. Teresa Hamilton, who is the CEO and founder of Making It Happen Incorporated. Hey, Teresa. Hi, Lisa. I feel, I'm so happy to be here tonight with you. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to have you, girl. Are you ready? This is going to be a very powerful show. I can feel it. I can feel it, too. It's funny you said that just because it was like 20 minutes before the show started. I just feel totally rejuvenated and energized. So this is going to be a powerful show. Yes, we receive that. We receive that. We will be taking calls later on in the show. So if you would like to call in with questions and participate in the conversation, the number to call is 347 two three seven four five one eight. That's three four seven two three seven four five one eight. And for those of you tuning in via the computer, please click click on the follow button on the left hand side of the title so that you can receive updates on the upcoming broadcast. This evening's program, and the reason why we're so excited is because we are going to be talking about moving beyond our comfort zone, moving beyond our comfort zone. I'm also interested in talking with new and seasoned authors who have written motivational books and would like to promote their book on my program. Uh, Some of my programs, as you may uh, already know, I do promote books, and we We've read so many books, and there's so many great books out there yet to have to read, but I do uh, go through books and, and um, reference a lot of books, which I will be doing this evening. Um, so we have sponsor rates available to send you if you're looking for more sales for your books. This is an excellent vehicle to make that happen. My sales and Teresa's sales have increased since we started this program, as well as our websites have been doing exceptionally well. So we always, always want to say thank you to all of you who have purchased our books and visited our website. Also, anyone who has a business that they would like to promote, 
we have sponsorships available for you as well. And the beauty about Internet radio is we reach a very, very broad audience, not just locally but internationally. And I was sharing with Teresa, well, we share every morning about the show, but uh, how our numbers have just skyrocketed. I mean, we are really doing well, and um, we're just so grateful that for everyone who has tuned in and listened, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. We are now available, this is exciting, we are now available as a podcast, and it's free. That's right, free. So go to the iTunes store for all of you that have the uh, iPhones and iPads, and you know, or even if you don't, just download iTunes. Go to the iTunes store, click on podcast, and type in a date with destiny. You will also receive future, uh, future episodes as well as being able to take us wherever you go. And now you can <laughs> listen to a date with destiny in your car, on your job, in the park, whatever. So go ahead and just uh, download it from the iTunes store, A Date with Destiny. And uh, you can send me a message through this site if you have tuned in via your computer, or you can send a message through my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash A Date with Destiny 101. Or you can leave a message via our website if you're interested in the sponsorship at yourdestinyawaits.net. Speaking of website, I just wanted to let you know I have added an affirmations page. I believe that daily affirmations help us to stay on the path of gratitude, and it helps to affirm our beliefs in the greater good for our lives. I believe it will bless you in the areas of awareness, love, and financial healing. So once again, that's yourdestinyawaits.net. All righty then, Ms. Teresa Hamilton, and how are you this evening? Well, I'm just, I feel so good. You know how, like, you just, your spirit just feels overjoyed, filled, just excited, and just ready for a great show. Yes, yes, that's wonderful. Well, you know, before we get started, um, two things. One, I just want to say go Team USA. I've been paying attention to the Olympics, um, and the United States is doing pretty good, I must say. You know, we've placed in a lot of events already, and we have so much more to go. I can't wait for track and field to, field to get started, though. But so far, so good. So go Team USA. All right, wow. I had to get that in there. And, and one more thing, Teresa, I want you to just briefly talk about the upcoming event that we have scheduled in October. Okay, sure. Uh, For those of you who love poetry out there, we have an exciting event uh, coming, and it will be uh, in October, October the 20th, and it's at Homewood Suites uh, by Hilton in Columbia, Maryland. And it's um, 8320 Benson Drive. But essentially what we're going to do is we're going to host a number of poets and even those who've written like short stories or any literary work that they that they believe, you know, real creative stuff that they want to have us listen to, please uh, check out our website or give us a call, um, and um, we would be happy to have you. So we can't wait for this event. Um, it's um, if you want to give me a call, um, it's three zero one three seven nine two seven zero nine personally, and then say that one more time. To, say that one. So say that number again. The telephone number is three zero one. Three seven nine two seven zero nine to reach me personally to be a part of this event 
And again, it's in Columbia, Maryland, and I, um, we have a wonderful person, event, folks who has uh, done uh, some poetry sessions, and she had an awesome event in Columbia. I think uh, it was about a year ago. So mm-hmm. she's helping us to organize the event, and we're looking to have some heavy-duty headliners. Uh, yeah. So please, I would encourage everyone to come. We have um, um, it should be a real, real nice event, and I'm just looking forward to hearing all of the creative folks out there. <laughs> yeah, so, and if you uh, have, if you if you are a poet and you're listening, you can all you know be proactive, and you can start sending your poetry to us uh, via um, our uh, email. Yeah, well, um, yeah and email that's all website. Right, and you can send it to. Um, info at yourdestinyawaits.net, and yeah. then we will um, preview it, go over it, and contact you. So we'll be talking about that again as we continue to move forward. And you know what, girl? We don't have that much time, do we? It's the, yes, can you it's, believe yes. it's August already? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Do you know that they were showing Christmas shows at the beginning of this month? I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, my yes, gosh. time goes by so quickly. Okay, so great. Last week we talked about if not now, when, and how everyone was born with a big dream for their lives and pushing past Mm -hmm. our fears in order to get to our dream. This Mm -hmm. evening we're going to continue on that path and talk about moving beyond our comfort zone. Once again, I'm going to be referencing Bruce Wilkerson's book, The Dream Giver. I'm excited about this book because it really gives great insight into recognizing your dream and following through with them. Bruce makes a good point when he said, um, when you think about it, a comfort zone ought to be hard to break through. I mean, and that makes sense. A comfort zone ought to be hard to break through because, after all, we have spent so much time building it. A comfort (laughs) zone is our cozy quilt of relationships It's the padding of routines that makes us feel good. It's the security fence of acceptable behavior. It's the steel mesh of our past successes and failures. Our comfort zone completely surrounds our life in familiar, and it feels comfortable. Inside our comfort zone, we feel safe. We are pretty sure we can succeed, we look good, and we feel happy there. Outside of our comfort zone, who really knows? That's why we don't want to go there. Now, there's nothing wrong with a comfort zone. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with a comfort zone. After all, no one likes danger and uncertainty. No one signs up for discomfort. Yet, a comfort zone can become a barrier too. Why? Because our big dream always lies outside side of our comfort zone. That means we will have to leave what feels comfortable if we want to achieve our dream. So we are all faced with a choice. We can either feel comfortable but give up our dream or feel fear and pursue it. You might think that if only you were braver or stronger, You wouldn't have to struggle so much with that choice. But every dreamer does, no matter how talented or no matter how brave you are. So, Teresa, your thoughts on that? 
Oh, my God. I, actually, my thoughts are I feel like I'm going through that right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that is just because I'm going to, um, with the listening audience, is you can get so far and then there is something that that connects in your brain that says, I know I've I've made certain strides, but I'm still not feeling like I'm pushing through some things mm. that I need to push through to to get mm-hmm. to the other side. Mm-hmm. And I feel you know, you feel that struggle on a daily basis and so you're thinking to yourself, <clears throat> you know you're not there but you're like, What do I do? And one of the things you do is you first, for me, I first pray to God and kind of give it to him, but then I'll give it to him and then I want to take it back in terms mm. of trying to control what's happening rather than just give it to him. So what I'm learning is, and I call it this dance of your will, his will, and, you know, just trying to figure out that path that you need to take. But when you're quiet and you're listening and you're staying Focus, those words of what to do next come. Now, one of the greatest uh, assets that I think that has helped me is to whatever it is that you need to overcome or accomplish, write it down. Mm -hmm. Write it down on a piece of paper. Don't let it just hang out there with no basis, with no form. Give Mm -hmm. it definition. Give it form so that mm-hmm. you know what you're dealing with. Like I said, the giant is always inside of us. And exactly. write that giant down. Whatever that thing is, that mountain you feel like is just so hard to climb, write it down, and then you can then move from there. So I think that exactly. the first step is assessing that there is a problem and identifying what specifically is my, what am I having trouble with? And for me, it is, and I know, Lisa, you, as my accountability partner, you hear me talk about this every day, my struggles are um, on, on two ends. For me, per, I can do a lot for everybody else, and I'm a great um, person at getting things done for everybody else, and I think probably most of us are like this. But when mm-hmm. it comes to ourselves, we have to prioritize our life. Exactly. And in order to do that, we've got to know, well, what is it that I need to make happen? What do I need to accomplish and write it down? Right. That's right. And, you know, um, going even a little bit further than that, um, what I've discovered in is in talking uh, about this for the last couple of weeks and in his book, um, Bruce, Wilkers- Bruce Wilkerson's book, Dream Giver, he talks about being in the wasteland. <laughs> and we don't, you know, we always say, you know, uh, being in the valley or, mm-hmm. you know, describe it as this bleak place, which it is. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because we strive so hard and so long sometimes, and we feel as, we feel like we've never seen any, we don't see any progress, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and you know that something is burning and yearning inside of you, and you, you just can't, and you'd go above and beyond, but you mm-hmm. just don't see any progress sometimes. And right. I wanted to share this uh, uh, part in the book when he talks about that very thing. But he, you know, Bruce always references the Bible, um, and right. which is a great guide. I mean, the right. Bible is a really great guide, you know, 
for us, and that's why it's there. But right. this particular part where he was talking about the wasteland, when he says, you know, uh, he talks about one of the greatest examples that we can learn from about being in the wasteland comes from the Bible in the book of mm-hmm. Exodus where it talks mm-hmm. about the journey from Egypt to the promised land. And I know everybody knows about mm-hmm. that journey. Um, mm-hmm. That story shows us that there's just no way to get from Egypt to Canaan without traveling through a whole lot of wasteland. And even today, you know, if you think about it, that, that portion of the world, the Sinai Peninsula, mm-hmm. is one of the mm-hmm. empty, emptiest, bleakest places on the earth. Surviving that kind of terrain really changes you. And the Israelites that entered the promised land were not the same weak-willed, complaining group that left Egypt. Because for one thing, almost all of the slave-born generation had died. Only a few remained. So after 40 years, a new desert-tested generation had grown up. So one man who saw it all from start to finish was one of your favorite characters, uh, uh, characters of the Bible, Joshua. And during mm-hmm. that time of trial and suffering, which he didn't even ask for, and of the <laughs> endless delays, which he'd done nothing to deserve, Joshua mm-hmm. matured. He advanced mm-hmm. from Moses' assistant to spy mm-hmm. and warrior and finally to the one person who was fully prepared to lead mm-hmm. Israel after Moses' death. Now, so check this out. Mm-hmm. So what had the desert years accomplished? And, this, and I'm saying all this to get to this point. The mm-hmm. desert years, what had they all accomplished? When Israel was finally about to leave the desert, Moses told the nation that God had allowed that experience to happen for an important reason, and I need everyone to really hear this. Now, this is the important reason why we mm-hmm. go through the wasteland. Mm-hmm. The reason is to test and reshape each person from the inside out. Mm-hmm. That's powerful, Lisa. Woo! That's absolutely powerful. That is it. That is yeah. it. We are to wow. be shaped from the inside out to be in order to carry out that dream that Mm -hmm. was given to us in the first place. Wow, wow. That is powerful. Wow. Isn't that powerful? Yeah. And so really the wasteland, the time that you spend in the wasteland, and this is what I've learned in my journey, I Mm -hmm. learned how to appreciate them. Because I know for because first of all, if you believe, if you're a person of faith that you say you are, and if you believe that you know what you know what you know, then the reason why you're in the wasteland is because you are being prepared. So wow. when you come out of the wasteland, then that dream that has been birthed in you, that yearning that you have been having, and the visions that you have been giving. They mm-hmm. all now have manifested. Mhm. Mhm. If mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. hold on, push through, mm-hmm. and believe that where you are is where you are supposed to be. Wow, that's excellent. That is excellent. And you know, it's, I'm just getting chill bumps just hearing that because, like I said, Joshua is my favorite character in the Bible, and mm-hmm. the reason he is is because he went through. 
you know, with the Israelites, but God said that only that those that went through and the ones that murmured and complained, they weren't getting to the promised land. It was mm-hmm. only, I think it was Joshua and Caleb, um, mm-hmm. because they were the ones that um, Moses had sent 12, out, 12 people out to spy the land, and only two came back with a good report, and then the others, the other ten talks about, oh, they're giants in the land. There's this, there's that, there's the other. And that's when they all had to have seen the same thing. Why did Joshua and Caleb come back with a different report? Because they did not see the giants. They knew right. that their their God could do in, in accordance with their, with their faith and their belief. And that is the thing that will change us and move us out of the wasteland. Right, and the giants that you speak about um, are not literally like uh, 10 feet tall people or 12 feet. We're talking about the lack of believing in lack. That's a giant. Yes, 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 yes. Believing that there's not enough, there's not enough money, there's not enough resources, there's not enough this, I don't have that. Those are giants that we face. The fear, giant, the fear, oh, fear is a huge giant. Giant, yes. Exactly. And we're going to be talking about next week um, uh, about fear. But these are the giants that even in the Bible they had to face. Right. Um, and uh, going back to the comfort zone thing and about comfort, uh, you know, I loved it also when Bruce said dreams are meant to help someone else. Comfort mm-hmm. is meant to help yourself. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm going to read that again. That's, that's deep, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Dreams mm-hmm. are meant to help someone else. Comfort mm-hmm. is meant to help yourself. The desire mm-hmm. for comfort was the enemy of his dreams, and that mm-hmm. ultimately his desire for comfort was rooted in his selfishness. And that's all mm-hmm. of us. We can all say that. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. many people in all walks of life end up making personal comfort their dream. But it is a false dream because comfort Mm -hmm. turns into a prison. How? Mm -hmm. The more you turn away from your fear, the more you believe that your comfort zone is home. And the Mm -hmm. more time you spend there, the more you become convinced that because you haven't stepped through fear, you can't. Mm-hmm, 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 so mm-hmm. we sit in our comfort zones thinking that we're safe. And, there's, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with a comfort mm-hmm. zone. We all want to mm-hmm. be comfortable. We do. Mm-hmm. But I know that there are people out there listening to this that want more. Mm-hmm. Your foundation has been shaken. Mm-hmm. Your job, you can't even stand getting up in the morning thinking about going into your job, that place of work mm-hmm. where you've been working 10, 15 years. Or you may have been laid off, you know, and now are collecting unemployment and you're trying to find something else. So mm-hmm. there, right there your foundation has been shaken. But there's something on the inside of you that says that there's something more. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are afraid to step over that line <laughs> mm-hmm. to go get it. Right. And it's a painful step. It, it challenges everything there is about you within. And like you said, the comfort part of us just wants to be in that cave. You know what I mean, in that little mm-hmm. cave where it's warm. We don't want to go outside of it. We are curious. We always wonder. 
but we're yeah. afraid to take those first steps out. But one of the things that you said that I thought as part of dreaming and as part of moving out of your comfort zone is that what you discover is that when you start to really move out of it and you start to slay the giants that are keeping you um, from, you know, that keep you entrapped in that kind of comfort zone place, you discover it's just like a flower that unveils itself to you. Yeah. You're like, wow, I didn't realize this. You, your life becomes much richer, much fuller, yeah. much more vibrant, much more open to just the possibilities. You just literally become a happier, half, you know, peaceful person. And people you meet, you see the beauty, the glory in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something in you, like you said, it's all inside all working on you, that travel, that wasteland is preparing the inside of you. Yeah, and you know, and, and, and we have all experienced this, and I know even my listeners can attest to this. Um, we all experience fear. Um, even mm-hmm. as social as I am and as, you know, out front, you know, I'm a person that's, you know, I can work both in in front of the camera, behind the camera, it doesn't matter. You know, I, mm-hmm. I can easily step out in front of people and do what I do. But at the same time, even though I can do that, the preparation it takes to be able to do that, mm-hmm. you know, there's mm-hmm. still a little trepidation, there's still a little mm-hmm. nervousness that you get, mm-hmm. you know, before mm-hmm. you go out there. But the thing is, if you don't take that step, if you don't push yourself to do it, you'll never do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll never yeah. do it. Um, And that's with a lot of things that happen in our lives. I don't care if it's exercise, if you want to start an exercise program. Right. Or right. you want to join the Toastmasters or mm-hmm. whatever the case. You want to preach, mm-hmm. you know, you want to start your own business, whatever it is. Okay, yeah. here's, here's something, Teresa, you know, to think about. Mm-hmm. It's like let's take brand-new mothers, okay, first-time first time moms, okay. Mm-hmm. When you first, um, you know, you're having your first child, you're pregnant with your first child, well, you don't know what – kind of mother you're really going to be you know what you hope to be mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, but there really aren't any instructions that come with kids is it no you know there's all. there's no there's really no real instructions because i don't care how many books people write about mm-hmm. motherhood and being a mom mm-hmm. you still have to experience it you still have mm-hmm. to go through that when that when you push that little baby out and you're holding mm-hmm. that baby in your arms for the first time Woo, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you talk about there is fear there because mm-hmm. now you ha- are really truly responsible for someone's for raising someone else's uh for raising someone else and for their mm-hmm. well being, they're nurturing the whole nine yards. So, you mm-hmm. know, that right there is a huge fear. But mm-hmm. we have to do it because, you know, you can't push it back in there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, you you can't push the baby back and say, No, I'm not ready mm-hmm. yet. So mm-hmm. it's the same with our dreams. When you're birthing a dream, that dream has been living inside of you probably longer than that nine months. But right. when you push, yes. you know, when you take that, again, it's like taking that first step. Push. Yeah. Take that right. first step. 
then once right. you take that first step, you'll find how easy it is to take the next one and the next one after that. And once right. you do, it's really hard to push that dream back inside of you because now you done did it. It's out there. Right, 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 right. And you've gotten it's kind of like you've gotten a taste of, of, of freedom or a taste of the outside world yes. uh, having been locked up in that cave. And once you do, you have a, now you have a desire to, to move past it and to move forward. And it always reminds me, too, you know, the one thing about when you read the uh, parables of Jesus Christ, which is one of my favorite ones is the parable of the talents. Mm, because I yes, think yes. that that is really appropriate to what we're talking about and getting outside of your, your comfort zone along mm-hmm. uh, being in that wasteland. And mm-hmm. that is is that, you know, he gave one, I think one, another one five, another one ten. And it was that one with the one who just wanted to keep everything close to the chest. Mm-hmm. He didn't produce a profit, whatever he gave. And God wasn't, Christ, God wasn't satisfied with that. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, as we move forward, and I think that's what I really discovered in this walk of moving outside of your comfort zone, is that we, we because we're limited and we're human beings and our experiences are limited, we limit ourselves to a big universe out there. There's a huge universe out there, which means that there are a lot of things that we think we know but we really don't know, and that means that our God is huge. You know what I mean? I I, I always find it fascinating that when you look up into the sky, and even though astronauts have gone so far, there's still more and more galaxies out there. Oh, my gosh. It's infinite. Yes, and so I think that that is what God is trying to unveil to us, is just a little bit of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that because we're so bottled up, we don't realize that 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 he's a bigger. And we get caught up in what the economy is doing. And we yeah. get caught up in, well, I have a job because the the radio announcer said that we I may not have a job. Yeah. And we get caught up in what my son is doing. And, and yeah. there's a much bigger world out there, you know, a yeah. much bigger universe out there. And when we start to elevate our mind and and keep it on a different plane, then those things that we see as giants that keep us from overcoming and that keep us from reaching our goals or getting out of our comfort zone no longer exist for us because we have Mm -hmm. elevated our mind now and we see Mm -hmm. ourselves. And that's what I think the the guy with the ten talents did and God doubled it and said, hey, you give yours to him, is that that's what he experienced, is that ability to go beyond what what his brother did that just kind of hit the talent. Exactly. And that's because when we are supposed to get the universe works, you know, uh, you, you attract things to yourself, um, but the more, whatever you give out, it comes back to you. It's like a big boomerang or like yeah, a big magnet. Yeah. So whatever uh-huh, you uh-huh. put out there, you're going to get back. So if you're walking around with your fist closed all the time, it's my mm-hmm. mind, it's, you know, it reminds me of, <laughs> mm-hmm, it kind of mm-hmm. reminds me, you know, I, you, I don't know if you watched Looney Tunes growing up, but I used to love uh, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Yeah. And remember how Daffy, <laughs> there's an episode when Daffy would always walk around saying, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. So it's like he was walking around hoarding, hoarding all of this gold or whatever, and the more uh-huh. you hoard, you don't get anything. You don't get anything. That's it. Yeah. That, you, that little yeah. pile that yeah. you're hoarding is that's, all that's, you will receive. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you take that pile and you start to 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 
give it out, tie this, mm-hmm. or give it here, mm-hmm. or put it there, mm-hmm. then you mm-hmm. will. The more you put out, the more it comes back. You put it out, mm-hmm. it comes back. Mm-hmm. You put it out, mm-hmm. it comes back. And so people mm-hmm. have to understand that, even in the wasteland. Mm-hmm. Even in the wasteland, I know you. I know you know times are are challenging right now. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. you still have something to give. Yeah, yeah. You know, we all do. Even if it's a phone call, picking up the phone mm-hmm. and give, and showing some love to somebody that you mm-hmm. haven't talked to in a while, sending a thank you call or sending a note that I'm thinking about yeah. you. You know, yeah. or going out to a food shelter, you know, and, and, and dropping off some, some food, you know, so that they can give it out to the homeless and the hungry. There's always stuff that we can do even in the wasteland because now yeah. what you're saying is, okay, yeah, I'm here right now, and I may look at everything kind of when I look out, you know, I'm seeing, you know, it looks very bleak. But even though it may look bleak, I know that the way it seems is not the way it is. Because I know that God is working on my behalf, and Mm -hmm. if I continue to be faithful and act Mm -hmm. like I have what I want, Mm -hmm. then what Mm -hmm. I want will come. Right, and being grateful in the process. Yes. Being yes, having being that attitude grateful. of gratitude while you're in the wasteland because that's where it counts. And it was that yes. gratefulness and that faithful belief that Joshua uh, and Caleb had that allowed them to enter their promised land. Yes. And God specifically said, I'm sorry, rest of you are not going to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, he just that's said, it. Flat you're out, not going. Not sorry. Even you, Moses, but you can look over, over it because that faith and that belief in ourselves and that connection to God to move forward is just so critical. And and yeah. the more and, and, and I am happy right now that I have finally discovered that how much money I have in my pocket should not determine how good I feel today. Amen. And so often it does for so many people. If I've got yeah. you know, if I got a lot of money I'm really oh, I'm happy, hey, how yeah. you doing? That should yeah. not matter if I'm really on the right path. That's you know, right. if, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, then that's, that's, that's a problem. And like I said, I know we're hitting a, a truly economic spell in our country. Right. But I think that that goes uh, in terms of overcoming um, and getting out of our comfort zone. That's what you have to do, that even though it looks like I'm in famine, the reports, the spies said, you're, oh, it's a famine. It's clearly a famine. Yeah. You've yeah. got to believe no. Even though I'm here, I'm going to make it over one day because I have faith that I will. I yes, believe that it, I will. Right, because it all when God works and moves, girlfriend, and you know this, mm-hmm. Teresa, mm-hmm. in a blink of an eye, your situation mm-hmm. can change yeah. in the blink of an yeah. eye. I was sharing yeah. with another friend of, of mine um, years ago when I talked about suddenly. I said, go and count mm-hmm. in the Bible how many times God says mm-hmm. suddenly. Suddenly mm-hmm. this happened or suddenly that happened. And that's how it works. Mm-hmm. To us it seems like forever, but to him mm-hmm. in a blink of an eye, your situation can change. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. and the bottom line of every test in the waistline is this: when God mm-hmm. seems absent and everything is going wrong, mm-hmm. will you still trust God enough to patiently allow Him to prepare you for what's ahead? 
I've yeah. noticed the bigger the dream, the longer the time of preparation. Mm. And, and let's remember, mm-hmm. Joseph spent years honing his leadership skills in prison. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And mm-hmm. even though he mm-hmm. was innocent, before mm-hmm. he rose to rule all of Egypt, you know, mm-hmm. he was in prison. You know, mm-hmm. but he was honing mm-hmm. his skills, and his faith never wavered, not once. Mm-hmm. David, let's look at mm-hmm. David. David spent years hiding out in desert caves, mm-hmm. leading 400 mm-hmm. men who were in distress, in debt, mm-hmm. or discontented, before he was fully prepared to become king. Yeah. So yeah. if God yeah. can take those people who have truly, and I mean when they talk about wasteland stories, woo! <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to live in a cave yeah. or anything like that. Or but I'm just prison. saying. <laughs> yeah, or be in prison. Exactly. And, and look, not, yeah. not only be in prison, but be innocent uh-huh. and be in prison. Yes, 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 yes. You know, so we have to we have to stop thinking that, um, you know, we're not hearing God right or we're not hearing what our little – uh, voice on the inside has been saying to us, you know, we mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. to start really truly trusting and believing that what you're hearing mm-hmm. is is really real. Right, right, right. And so we have that. a caller. Um, I'm going to oh, go okay. ahead and take okay, this call cool. and see. All right, cool. See who we have on the line. Um, with the last four digits, three seven seven two. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello, Lise. Hi. Who's this? Hi. This is Karen Rosier of Fullerton. Hey, That's Karen. How California. are you? How are you? Fine. How are you, ladies, today? We're well, doing we're wonderful. Doing Thank well. you for calling in. Well, I was laughing at your statement about sometimes we have to. We we wonder if. You know, God is listening to us, or if God yeah. is hearing mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, I, sometimes I guess God is saying, "Are, are they hearing me?" Yeah. <laughs> well, That's a good exactly, point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's an excellent so, point. You know, sometimes we just have to sit still and listen. There mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right because, and and this is how you know, <laughs> this is how you know that you're not hearing. Because you're not, you're, you're, you have fear, or you're distrusting, or you've got all this chaos in your life, and you have anxiety. That no, you're not yeah. hearing God. Absolutely uh-huh. not. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, this was a thank you. I heard that I had to call in. That was just too funny. Uh, that was Aww. good. Good to hear your voice. <laughs> well, thank you, Karen. For, and look, thank you so much for just listening and supporting. Yeah. I really appreciate yeah. you so much. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Love you. Bye-bye. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know, she just made, that was funny. She That's true. Yes. Right, right. I mean, and the thing about that is, Teresa, is that, you know, <laughs> we can be in the wasteland uh, forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, and actually it's your choice. Okay, sometimes it's like the quicker you really be still and listen and mm-hmm. adhere to the quicker mm-hmm. you can come out of that wasteland. And that is so true. That is so true, which is why Karen's point is so important, and that you have to listen to the instructions on the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And I'm finding that when you truly have faith, we talk about faith, but yeah. faith, you know, you people will say, oh, yeah, I have faith, I believe, but when the rubber hits the road, do you really have faith? You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. What does having faith mean? 
no right. worries, no anxiety, right. no fretting, no right. giving it a second thought, going about your life just like normal, like, you know, uh, and all of that. That's truly what it means to um, move forward and have faith. And when, right. you, when you have all those other things attached to, to it, then you're really not operating in faith. And, you know, I just this just dropped into my spirit as we were talking, too, about mm-hmm. having faith. When we were kids, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't know that that's what we were doing or what mm-hmm. we had, but we had, whole, we had a whole lot of faith, didn't we? Yeah. And we didn't really even <laughs> realize that we had faith because we were kids. We just yeah. hung out and, you know, as children and believed that when we, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we were going to be taken care of, period. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. as we get older and we grow into adulthood, this is what happens. We think we know everything. Can't nobody <laughs> tell us nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're big, we're bad. We, you know, mm-hmm. I've done this and I've got this experience or I've got this degree and I'm I'm all that and a bag of chips. Okay, well, you mm-hmm. may be. But how's that working mm-hmm. out for you otherwise? Right, right. You know, like because we don't like to be told uh-huh. what to do and how to do it. Because mm-hmm. we feel like, okay, we're grown, we're grown. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, you, mm-hmm. your, your kid is not as, you know, as old as mine are yet, but, you know, mine are, <laughs> you know, young adults. And mm-hmm. my son went through that stage where, you know, and it's funny, you know, as soon as they turn 18, I, I'm grown. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, into, I, I'm grown. I, oh, you are really? Okay, see ya. <laughs> Go on out there and be grown then. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. they flail around and they falter, you know, and then, you know, here we are waiting, you know, not waiting, but they crawl back home so we can, you know, help them pick up the pieces. Right, right, Because right, we right. don't want to listen. And yeah, even as yeah. adults, we don't want to listen. And I'm going to tell you, yeah. and so, so the God that I know, and this is me, the God that I serve, it's like, okay, fine, you don't have to listen. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be grown. Mm-hmm, but you'll mm-hmm, be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, you and like will you said, be what, back. That's what God does to us. He like, okay, you got it all figured out. You know, yeah. you uh, you think you know the past. Okay, go right ahead. Have at go it. Ahead. <laughs> go ahead. And I'm just gonna sit back, you know, because mm-hmm. there's there's billions of other people out here, you know, that I can mm-hmm. be focused on right now. You know, mm-hmm. and when you're ready, mm-hmm. I'm here, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. It's mm-hmm. never ever ever too late. Ever. No, I don't care no. how old you are. You could be 80, 90, mm-hmm. 100 years old. It's never too mm-hmm. late. All it mm-hmm. takes is for you to decide and to choose to make up your mind and say, you know what, okay, I'm, it's like a, child, a parent talking to a child. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm ready to listen now. I'm yeah. ready to do yeah. whatever is necessary in order for me to move forward because for real, though, I am sick and tired of being in this spot right here. Right. And related to being in that comfort zone and, like you said, being sick and tired of being in that spot, is we have to make time to be quiet and be still to hear. Yes. To hear what those instructions are, to hear the path that we're supposed to take. Because so often we're watching television, we're hanging out with our family, you know, which is a good thing, but there has to be some meditation, quiet, just yeah. moments where you're just listening and praying and just being still. There has to be some of that time in order to move forward. 
Yeah, I mean, if you really, really, really want it, you do. Mm-hmm. Because we, mm-hmm. we life just gets in the way. Mm-hmm. We get so bogged down with the day-to-day, everyday mm-hmm. living, you know. Uh, and then even on the weekends we're working. And, and for mm-hmm. those who, who work inside of the church, and I can attest to that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for being and working in the church for over 20 years, you know, it's work. Mm-hmm. That's what it mm-hmm. is. It's mm-hmm. W-O-R-K, work. And when mm-hmm. you are working, sometimes you cannot hear because you're not taking the time to plug yourself back in so that you can hear what it is. Or You know, you're asking and you're praying, but are you being still enough to hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're moving around all of the time, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're running your kids around, you're just boom, 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 boom. When do you mm-hmm. take the time for yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When do we take that time? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, the wasteland is, is there to mature us. And when we become, when we're ready, <laughs> mm-hmm. when the maturity <laughs> is there, it's like baking. It's like, you know, putting us in the oven and just... Mm-hmm dashing us with a little bit of salt and pepper and oregano and whatever, when we are ready, then in a blink of an eye, yeah. you're out. And everything yeah. that you have been wanting and wishing and hoping and dreaming and believing in, it comes to us just like that. Right. And you know what, Lisa, related to that, and because you uh, mentioned with uh, Bruce Wilkinson's book and you talked about that, uh, Israel, the Israelis going through that wasteland part. Mm-hmm. And you know that Joshua and Caleb had that faith to go into the promised land. And one of the th- lessons that I've learned in that walk is that once you get through the promised land, you're out of the wasteland now, but you're not mm-hmm. in the promised land, there is an interim path where you're going to have to fight. And that's fighting you know, getting through a lot of your comfort zone. You know what I mean? And you're going mm-hmm. to be asked to do things. And one of my favorite things, and I know we heard about the walls of Jericho coming down as they moved mm-hmm. out the wasteland and how mm-hmm. um, they I had like a kid had to walk around like seven times and then yeah. at, the, at a certain point, well, that means that what God asked them to do didn't make sense, did it? Nope. <laughs> but no. But he gave them specific instructions to do this. Yeah. But the reality is is that they had a series of fights, and when they failed, as Karen mentioned, to hear or to listen, yep. they were defeated. Exactly. Oh, my God, they how many defeated. times does that happen in our lives? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. my gosh, yes. Yes. Yes, because finally, it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then finally they were able to break through and my favorite, and I'm almost finished. I'm, it's funny because I'm reading through, and I always read, like I said, my mom was a Bible teacher, so I'm reading through Joshua again now. But what is what I get full over is finally hearing the, the inheritance of the land and the promises that God gave prior to that, and that he said, I will give you uh, houses and lands that you didn't build. That you didn't build. Say that again. You didn't Say build that. that. He would give you houses and land that you did not build. Yes. That you, now listen listen up, folks, that you did not build. Yes. Okay. But it's there for you, for the taking. But it's there for you. It's there for you. Mm, mm, mm. 
powerful, and, and, powerful mm-hmm. stuff. And that is powerful. And, you know, and oh, we, I can, and I know you can too, I mean, we mm-hmm. are witnesses to all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I no longer, I mean, I have no more doubt about any of it. <laughs> because you get to a place, you know, you do, you get to a place where you're sick and tired of being mm-hmm. sick and tired. And I can remember my breaking point years and years and years ago um, when I finally decided, okay, for real though, I didn't had enough of this. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. Lord, you know, you know how they say it's not my will, all right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you want me to do. And then the things that you would hear, you know, how it would move you, that little still small voice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you want me to do what? <laughs> you want what? Yeah, you want me to say, yeah. And let me tell you, let me, okay, for example, I could be in a grocery store or a bookstore, wherever. I could be out, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know, you know, you, you, you're among strangers, but all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like if say, you know, one time I was in the, um, coming out of the restroom, was washing, you know, washing our hands and everything, and this woman, you know, was, sta- you know, washing her hands too. And um, all of a sudden the spirit was like, okay, you need to, you know, just speak to her. You know, so hello, how are you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm okay, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. And then the next thing you know, you know, no, I can't keep my mouth shut because the spirit's like, okay, now this is what I want you to say to her. I want you, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Oh, what is woman? <laughs> but no, and it's like it will it will not leave you alone. So you can mm-hmm. either be obedient right there at that moment or you can walk out right. the door. Now, a couple of times, you know, before I got a little bit more mature, I would be like, I ain't saying that no more. But then mm-hmm. as I got older, I'm like, okay, let me just go ahead. And so when I opened up and, you know, uh, obeyed what I believed I was hearing, mm-hmm. then this woman, all of a sudden, she just bust out crying. Mm. And it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, and so she started talking to me, and right then and there, God had a word for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. walked away, that woman never would have received a word and would never mm-hmm. have received a blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. when I'm prompted to say something, I don't even think about it. I just go for it. Right. And I believe, Lisa, as we learn more, as we grow more regarding our brothers and our sisters, that there is so much connection that we have to help them. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. That we will we can live out that more and more and more. Um right. to see them happy, to see them secure, to see them living out what it is that their their God given destinies or dreams. Right, but see that right there, things like that, that's stepping mm-hmm. outside of your comfort zone. Because yeah, a lot of times yeah. we're comfortable just, you know, going about our business on a day-to-day. <laughs> but I bet you, and I guarantee you, people who are listening have experienced that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they yeah. are afraid to open up their mouths and they're afraid to speak. But you are being prompted to speak, but you don't. And do you know right. that sometimes when you do that, you're receiving a blessing too? Because yeah. now what's happening is you're pouring into someone. and you're, yeah. So in other words, when you pour out something, when you're pouring, when you're pouring it out, it, it mm-hmm. leaves the body, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when it leaves, mm-hmm. guess what? A blessing takes its place. So mm-hmm. when you're pouring mm-hmm. it out, it comes back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have to pay attention to things like that. And we have to stop, you know, thinking, um, well, this is my world, my husband, my child, my house, my yeah. this, my block, my car, yeah. my whatever, yeah. you know. And really, no, it's not. 
mm-hmm, <laughs> because mm-hmm. you know tomorrow's not today's not promised to any of us. Mm-mm, and you know mm-mm. when you leave here, it's no longer yours, is it? No. All of the things <laughs> that we have right now, they're temporary. Yeah. These things, the things that we have, I'm, the things that I'm sitting here now and I'm just looking around, all of this is really on loan to me. I can't yeah. take any of this with me. I don't even want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So really we have to learn as soon as you get outside of yourself, not let mm-hmm. alone your comfort zone, <laughs> <laughs> we first got to learn how to get outside of self. Right. And and stop being and, and learning how to be selfless, not selfish, but selfless. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then right. that helps you to move. Yeah, and then that will help you, like you said, in moving out of your comfort zone. Yeah, <laughs> because God, if He brings you to it, and this is one of my favorite things, you know, if God brings you to it. He Mm -hmm. will bring you through it. And even Mm -hmm. though your situation that you're in this very moment may seem like it's bleak, like there's no way out, and everywhere you turn, something is coming at you. There's a fiery Mm -hmm. dart coming this way. There's one coming Mm -hmm. that way. And every time you move, that dart is moving right along with you. But if you just be still and hold on, I guarantee you that you will get a breakthrough Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. God is trying to tell you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If what you're doing, if those thoughts keep coming at you, right, mm-hmm. that means that something in there, there's a message for you somewhere. Uh, whatever you've been doing is not working. <laughs> so how many times are you going to get hit upside the head before you get it? Yeah. Or keep going around the mountain or in the wilderness. Yeah, that mountain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Girl, instead of going around the mountain, speak to that mountain. We have the authority, yeah. the power. We have been given it. Speak to yeah. the mountain. Stop oh, going around yeah. it. Stop trying to yeah. climb over it. Tell oh, it to so move. Powerful. Yes, that is so powerful, Lisa. That Get is out of my way. Yeah. I ain't going around no mountain. Yeah, yeah. Move. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In the name of. Yeah. yeah. Move. Yeah. Move, move, and don't be yes. like, move, please. Can you please move yes. out of my way? Yes. No, yes. move. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. how you have to speak to your finances. Yes. That's how oh, you have to speak to your situation. Powerful. That's yes. how you have to speak to that spouse that oh. ain't acting right or that child that had lost his mind. Right, exactly, exactly. Tell it what you want. Yes, yes. Oh, so, you know, this is, you know, I, I'm just excited because... You know the gift of just 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 hearing just hearing mm-hmm. about the wasteland. A lot of people don't even look at it like that. You know, yes, mm-hmm. we all go through it. There's a whole bunch of us out there that are in it right now. But in the yeah. blink of an eye, the blink of an eye, your situation can be over. Yeah. So and, we have and, one, and like, go ahead. And like you said, it's that what you just said was just so so powerful. Is that. We have to speak to those things that are holding us back, yes. that we know are holding us back, and yes. tell them that they have no more power over over us, exactly. period. No more power. No more. Take your power, power back. back. It is yes. yours. It was given to you way mm-hmm. back 2,000 years ago. Take it back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Take yes. it back. Yes. Yeah, and we are, you know, we're running out of time. So I want to leave you. I want to. I know it goes by fast, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. But I want to leave you with this. James one two through eight states, 
Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And Bruce makes a good point when he asks the question, well, how can you count it all joy when the wasteland is all you see in every direction? Obviously, the experiences of the wasteland don't bring you joy. They are painful. So how can joy live in the desert? Only when we understand that the reason we are to count it all joy is not because of the experience, but because of the result of the experience. Mm -hmm. Listen to the phrase again, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking Mm -hmm. nothing. Nothing. You see, Mm -hmm. the wasteland matures you if you let it in. In fact, everything you now lack, for the upcoming fulfillment of your dream is being offered to you in the wasteland. God's promise is that you will lack nothing when you emerge from the other side. When your lack is finished, the wasteland is finished. That is God's commitment to you and your future, and that's a commitment that can bring a great deal of joy whatever the circumstances. Not surprisingly, the place we are most likely to experience testing is exactly where we struggle most to trust God. So think about the areas in your life where you are challenged to trust. We say things like, will God provide? Would he guide? Is he present? Would he keep his promises? Was his plan the best one or was there a better one? These are universal areas of struggle and growth for dreamers trying to do big dreams. Therefore, you need to make a decision. Will you give God permission to do his work for as long as he wants in the ways that he wants to change you as deeply as he wants to prepare you for your big dream? It's a huge commitment, but your dream is worth it and your decision will open the door to joy in the midst of any circumstance. So refuse to buy into the lie that your wasteland is too hard. It's not too hard. It's not too long. Your tests in the desert are the best answer to one of your deepest desires and prayers, which is, Please make me into the person I need to be to do the dream you have created me to do. So imagine what your life will look like when you have broken the bondage of fear. You will spread your wings in new ways. You will feel the strength and peace you need to accomplish the great things in your life. You will move among people and situations with confidence and grace. You will touch many lives in powerful ways, and you will never again retreat from the future you really want. Your dream can look like that, and it will. So that concludes our show for this evening. I want to thank everyone for tuning in, and a shout-out to my family and friends who are always loving and supporting me. Once again, Teresa, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. 
And for knowledge is power, and when we know better, we do better. Thank you so much, Teresa. Please tune in next week, August the 6th at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. The topic for that show will be Faith versus Fear. Which are you choosing? Also, stop by my website, yourdestinyweights.net, for more uh, extra motivation and inspiration. And check out that new affirmations page. I know it will bless you. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is... Take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first. For after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you all next week. Go Team USA. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone. Bye-bye.